0: Understand that um, <clears throat> uh, there was a bit of a confrontation.
1: Well, there was, and, it, and, and Bill, um, hoping you hear me well. Yes, sir. it wasn't with me, my, my comments were actually well received, and you know, I'm uh, I, I'm widely popular with conservatives uh, because it's hard not to be with my voting record. But but it, the, the the frustration that I had was the division amongst the membership, and um, mm-hmm. and so that. That uh, county meeting, convention, was unable to even proceed. You know, I got up and, and spoke passionately to unity, and um, everybody seemed very happy about my remarks, and then they promptly ignored them. <laughs> and so t- t- I will tell you that I am quite disgusted um, with our party right now, and I don't mind saying it. We, you know, the... I'm reminded of that old revolutionary battle flag with the snake chopped in pieces mm-hmm. and at the bottom it said Unite, unite or die. die. Yeah. Unite or die. And I and I gave and I told people that the other day. It is time for this party to unite or die. We've got challenges. And when you look, one of the figures that I gave them that I would I would tell all your listeners today, just if you look at hardcore Republicans, so In the 2020 runoff, the 2021 January runoff, if you want to know why we lost our two Senate races that have been absolutely crucial to the future of this country, I think everyone is seeing now, it was because of a lack of unity. Mm -hmm. And so 117,000 Georgia voters who voted in the Republican primary and then voted in November. Those same people, 117,000 of them, did not vote in the runoff. There were an aggregate number of Republicans of 339,000 that did not vote in the runoff who had voted in one or the other of those elections. My friend, our people didn't show up in January when we needed them most, Uh and they didn't because of a lack of unity. They didn't because they were believing charlatans like Powell and Wood, and they were believing... uh, they they were just divided and that division will cost us elections and we've got to, we've got to change course
0: well we really do because the democrats stand behind even uh, people like Maxine Waters who just happened to be in the neighborhood in uh, minneapolis over the weekend as you know and uh, went there and in, uh, in, in to to incite a riot oh i'm sorry to encourage the the mostly peaceful demonstrators uh, as <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. Uh, so, but it, and and I had the unmitigated gall to ask for police protection. I thought that was classic. Uh, but oh, yeah. uh, so, so the, the, the the Democrats will stand and, and stand together, and that's the reason that they're 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 winning in, at this point. Uh, Jesse, understand also that uh, one of the things that uh, we didn't get a chance to discuss the last time you were with us was a piece of legislation that I was extremely disappointed that was not passed in this in this legislative session that you were a co-sponsor of about uh, where somebody could go visit a family member or friend could go visit somebody in a hospital or a nursing home yeah, if they were right. if they were a death's door
1: yeah the right to visit act I worked hard on that because this pandemic has been um, families have been treated horribly in the with the inability to see we have people that have been living in nursing homes for over a year have had no human touch from the people that they love most in life hmm. it is beyond comprehension and we set out to change it that bill was killed in the senate um pri- uh, quite frankly by lies from the hospital lobby and i'm very disappointed and um we will come back and deal with it next year but um we believe that no matter what, when you can have every manner of people working in a facility, shift work around the clock, uh, to include people, uh, you know, uh, pushing mops and yeah. carrying meal trays and changing trash cans, you know, surely you can allow one representative family member to be with any patient that is uh, either hospitalized or in a skilled nursing facility for a minimum of one hour a day, and that's what we set out to do. We have. We have heard from thousands of Georgians across this state who have suffered as their loved ones have passed away without being able to say goodbye. And um, that bill was very important to me. I put a lot of work into it. We passed it out of the House, and it died in the Senate. And um, sadly, because of a lot of misinformation. The
0: the hospital lobby? What the hell did they say?
1: Well, they primarily focused on Um, They said that during a pandemic, you have to have the ability to preclude all of that in order to protect um, everyone else. The the, the,
0: the, the
1: problem with that position is this. The bill allowed them to to circumscribe any kind of requirement to get that family member in. In other words, you could require they be tested. You could require they be masked. You could require they be – you can do anything you want, but what you couldn't do is halt them – from being with that family member. And so we disagree. I mean, they do it every day with all those other non-essential people. You know, it's not just doctors and nurses in a hospital. There are people that are mopping and cleaning floors and taking out the trash and all of these other things. So, so what we said was you can put even more restrictive requirements on the family. If you must, that's perfectly fine, but let them in. And, um, uh, they were opposed to that, and so um, Ridiculous. you know, they they did what they do. They spread a lot of um, exaggerated claims about you know the, the the what could happen. Well, and um and the bill was killed in the Senate.
0: Well, Jesse, uh, one of our loyal listeners here, uh, Joseph uh, called uh, right after right after we talked. And he said that uh, he's got a his son has a, a special heart condition and uh, that can't be treated here at our our children's hospital. And they've uh, sent him up to Eggleston in Atlanta and that his mother was coming to help. him He couldn't leave here because of uh, circumstances that he, he had to stay for other obligations. But his wife has gone up there to be with their child in the uh, NICU and his mother who is a in the medical field in Oklahoma has had her vaccinations and everything else uh, flew to Atlanta to be with his wife they wouldn't let her in the NICU in Eggleston right. now they said she could be in the right. once he, once the kid comes out of the NICU he, she can uh, she can help out in the rest of the, any place else in the hospital but not in the neonatal care unit
1: right and and that's now remember before uh, in the in the earlier part of the pandemic you couldn't go you, you had families that were calling me that couldn't see anyone in the hospital. And so, the, 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 the you know, now the, the tragedy of what you just described is now a year later. Yeah. It has been much more draconian before that. And so what we set out to do is to say, in spite of a pandemic, in spite of a emergency order, if you will, mm-hmm. that there is a fundamental right for you to be, If you, I want you to imagine someone with Alzheimer's, dementia, or a child who's developmentally disabled or an adult who's developmentally disabled being hospitalized and not being able to see their family member, not understanding what's going on. And I want you to understand, literally to this moment, there are people all over Georgia who have been in skilled nursing facilities for over a year who to date have still not been allowed to see their family members. That's... It's just an outrage. And, um, you know, I was disappointed in... I was disappointed in uh, in the hospital's position on that bill. I must say, I was quite disappointed in their
0: Ridiculous. position. Yeah, but by but, the way, um, I have an unreturned phone call to Eggleston. I've called them twice, and they haven't uh, returned my call yet uh, to see oh, what the story. Well, they're
1: not going to they're not going to touch that mm. with a with a ten yeah. foot pole. I suppose. But um, but you know that in, in the legislature, what you learn, you know, a lot of times there are things that you know you pass that you know are good policy that. You know, you're amazed at the reaction. And I'll give you another example since you spoke earlier of some of the, the mayhem going on in Minneapolis. We passed legislation this year, of course, to, uh, you know, uh, to uh, de- to halt in Georgia, and we did it, this defund the police movement. Yeah. And we did so. We did so. Because you have, you have communities like you have Athens Clark, who's actually looking at uh, considering policies like that. And what we did was establish a bill that was very reasonable that said, you know, you you, you can't cut by more than 5% in one year unless you have a legitimate reason to do so, such as a budget crisis. You know, to make sure that you don't have these draconian efforts, which, by the way, have resulted across this country in tremendous spikes in crime and murder rates. And so, but you'd be amazed at the people angry that we passed that bill. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's just, it just, it, 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 listen, our own DA in this community mm-hmm. opposed my bill to allow district attorneys access to the criminal correctional records of, of violent felons before they're released on parole. I am appalled sometimes with the, the mindset of the left. I can't get my head around it. Mm-hmm. But, here, but this, I want to come back to something, Bill, if you don't mind. Uh, I love, uh, uh, why- just like
0: Jen Psaki, you're going to circle back, yes.
1: I'm going to circle back. Let me tell you what I'm going to circle back to. Yes, sir. The message has to be loud and clear. The enemy is the progressive left that is trying to destroy this country. And here's here's why I'm so frustrated with Republicans today. It is time to unite, and we spend more of our time, I see my constituents, spending more of their efforts and frustration on attacking Republicans than they do attacking the other side. And I'm reminded of my hero. My hero was, was and is Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. and his admonition was always this. If, if, you, if you and I are friends 80% of the time, we aren't enemies 20% of the time when we disagree. Correct. We can agree. It doesn't matter if we disagree on certain things. We will unite or we will die. And I'm going to give you an example of that. In my district bill, I got over, I got over 70% of my vote, and our national candidates, to include the president, Uh, The president got 62.5% of the vote in my district. I got over 70%. So we have to look at that in national politics. Why? Why? And here's one of the things I want to tell you and your listeners you won't have heard anywhere else. Straight from Dr. Charles Bullock, our preeminent political science professor in Georgia. White college-educated males in 2016, when Hillary Clinton was on the ballot, 21%, I would say only 21% of white-educated males voted for Hillary Clinton. But in 2020, 40% of white-educated males in Georgia, I'm talking about Georgia-specific numbers, Mm -hmm. in Georgia in four years, white-educated males moved from 21% for the Democratic candidate to 40% for the Democratic candidate. My friends, it's time for us to discover where... We must shore up our support,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's time for us to unite. One of the things that's driving that is this nasty division in the party. It must be stopped.
0: And, and, and pub- you know,
1: we can we can fight ourselves and lose, or we yeah. can fight the other side and try to save this
0: country. Yeah, and, and public education is doing a good job of it too. Uh, in, in, in public schools, uh, Jesse. Hey, listen, uh, we are out of time. But uh, the the, the clock's a cruel taskmaster, but let's stay in touch. Thank you, pal. God bless you, brother. All right, so, you too. Bye-bye now. All right. Uh 68 degrees, 947-1290, and uh, we, uh, we keep Jesse a little. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.